Putin's biggest enemy appears to have been eliminated. Yevgeny Prigozhin, who led the attempted coup back in June, is now dead after the jet that he was flying in crashed, according to a group linked to the Wagner Group. This is video of Prigozhin's plane. You see it here falling out of the sky minus one of its wings, a large trail of smoke billowing behind it. There were nine other people on board that jet, which was at a cruise altitude of 28,000 feet before it disappeared from radar. Video from the ground showing the jet's debris burning. So far, no word on what caused the plane, which was traveling from Moscow to St. Petersburg, to go down. But U.S. intelligence is now most likely trying to determine if there was an explosion inside of the plane or if there was a flash on the ground, which could suggest that it was hit by a missile. So far, Putin is not commenting on the crash. We have a lot to get to tonight. I want to start with Fred Pleitkin. Fred, what more are you learning about the crash that is said to have killed this leader of the Wagner Group? Hi there, Brianna. Well, the Russians are saying that the investigators that are on the scene there are actually still working and trying to gather evidence. They say that they're looking at multiple scenarios as to what might have happened to the plane, including mechanical error, but of course also, as they put it, tampering with the aircraft as well. And of course, it's no secret that Yevgeny Prigozhin more than fell out of favor with Vladimir Putin. In fact, Vladimir Putin called some of the actions of Prigozhin treasonous. Now, of course, right now it's unclear what exactly happened to the plane, who was behind it, but there are very few who believe that it could have been an accident. Here's what we're learning. Probably the last moments of Wagner boss Yevgeny Prigozhin. This jet, an Embraer Legacy 600, seen falling from the sky, a wing appearing to be missing. Russian authorities confirming Prigozhin was on board the aircraft. CNN is unable to confirm the authenticity of this video, but RIA Novosti claimed it was the moment that an Embraer jet fell from the sky in the Tver region north of Moscow. Flight data shows the plane traveling from Moscow on a heading to St. Petersburg before it suddenly stops transmitting. Russian media say 10 people were on board, all of them believed dead, and that Prigozhin's name was also on the passenger manifest. The Wagner mercenary group fought bitterly in Ukraine, notably in Bakhmut, gaining some territory but also incurring heavy losses. Prigozhin ripping into Russia's defense minister and his top general, accusing them of withholding ammo, leading to further deaths of his fighters. You think you were the masters of this life? You think you can dispose of other lives? You think because you have warehouses full of ammunition that you have that right? In late June, Prigozhin went a step further, launching a rebellion he said aimed to unseat the leadership of the defense ministry. Prigozhin finally relented and Wagner's troops were ordered to Belarus, but days later Putin took aim at Prigozhin himself. We will protect our people and our statehood from any threats, including treason from the inside. What we're facing now is treason. Unreasonable ambitions and personal interests led to treachery, state treason and betrayal of our people. World reaction to the latest news has been swift and blunt. There's not much that happens when Russia is not behind, but I don't know enough to know the answer. No comment from the Russian president tonight. He held a moment of silence, but for Soviet soldiers killed in World War II in Kursk, as the debris of the plane carrying what was one of his most important fighters burns in a field north of Russia's capital.
And that continues to be the case, Brianna. Absolutely nothing official from Vladimir Putin tonight. But I think one of the important things that we need to point out is that while Yevgeny Prigozhin was most probably killed on that plane, so was pretty much the entire senior leadership of the Wagner private military company. It's a, pretty much a complete decapitation of that organization, including their top military commander, Dmitry Utkin, who actually came up with the name Wagner and who's played a huge role for that organization in Syria, in Africa, and in Ukraine as well. A lot of people I'm speaking to in Russia say if that company survives, it will be a completely different organization, Brianna. Yeah, such a good point. Fred Pleitkin, thank you for that report. Out front now, Christo Grozev, lead Russia investigator at Bellingcat Productions, who is also on Russia's wanted list, and Andrei Soldatov, a Russian investigative journalist whose site has been blocked in Russia. Uh, Christo, to you first. I know that you have been talking to all of your sources. What do you think happened here? Well, there's no doubt among any of the uh, Wagnerites or ex-Wagnerites uh, whom I'm talking to that uh, this was an assassination, this was a decapitation of the whole Wagner leadership, as uh, Fred said. Um, nobody doubts that, and the, um, even the Telegram channels that were always very well informed and uh, close to the management of Wagner are uh, calling, it a, uh, calling it an assassination. What they're calling it as well is an act of treason. So now we see a reversal of uh, accusations where Putin was calling what... Uh, what Prigozhin did uh, two months ago, exactly to the day two months ago, treason. Now the ex-Wagnerites or the Wagnerites uh, are calling what Putin did to Prigozhin treason. So we're um, we're poised to see some interesting developments in Russia in the next few days. Andre, do you have any doubt that Putin was behind this? Uh, that was quite interesting that all the people I spoke with today uh, immediately assumed that it was Putin who was behind this attack, not, say, some rogue elements uh, within the military or the army independently took action against Prigozhin. And for me, it is a sign that Putin was quite successful at reestablishing political control and sending this message to the military, specifically to the military, that there is no space, no room for any independent action. Christo, it was just a couple weeks ago that you were predicting that Prigozhin would either be dead or that there would be a second coup by the end of the year. Uh, what do you think about the timing here, if Putin was behind this? Well, I mean, again, on the assumption that Putin was behind it, and there seems to be no force in Russia that could have done this um, uh, outside of Putin's uh, authorization and purview, then uh, the only question is, why did it happen so fast? I mean, the reason why we on this program discussed a couple of weeks ago that Putin must avenge, must eliminate, neutralize uh, Prigozhin uh, once he called him a traitor, because otherwise he will lose the ability to govern by ruthless, ruthlessness. The only problem with the timing is that it happened a bit too fast. Um, it happened before Putin was able to uh, essentially um, destroy the influence of Prigozhin in Africa, destroy the influence of Prigozhin on the remaining Wagner troops. Um, and I think that this has to do exactly with Africa. I mean, in the last week, we saw a lot of escalation of the fight between the Ministry of Defense and Putin and, and the Kremlin uh, on one hand, and Prigozhin on the other hand, on who will retain control over some of the most uh, lucrative markets in Africa, over Mali, over Central African Republic. In fact, Prigozhin was in Africa the last two days, and he was on the way back from Africa trying to retain control of, over Mali and not to yield control to the Ministry of Defense. And I think it is this escalation of the interest in Africa that uh, precipitated the action against Prigozhin. You know, Andre, many people were surprised that Putin didn't take action against Prigozhin 
after he led that march towards Moscow exactly two months ago to the day here. Uh, it, of course, failed. He was even seen in public in St. Petersburg attending the very same summit as Putin two weeks ago. I mean, if Putin is behind this, why wait two months? I think it's, uh, it is a sign that Putin is still a cold-blooded and a very calculating player who took his time to assess the situation, to assess what to do with uh, Prigozhin's resources in the country and outside the country, uh, to try to figure out what to do with uh, Prigozhin's people in Africa and in the Middle East. And also, uh, he needed to understand what to do with, uh, with the military. And I think it's not a surprise and not a coincidence that this week we also got news about Surovikin. Finally, we got some clearance about what, some clarity about what actually happened to Surovikin. He was dismissed. Uh, he, he lost his position as a head of our, our space forces, but still remains in, in the military. Yeah, a key general. Uh, it had been in the Ukraine war and dismissed as uh, the head of what is the equivalent of the Air Force. And he hadn't been seen since the mutiny in June. And we just found out that he was uh, stood down here really in the last day. Um, Christo Bellingcat was critical to proving that it was a Russian missile that had taken down MH17, that commercial jetliner. Uh, in eastern Ukraine in 2014, killing so many people. What should outside investigators be looking for in this case, in Prigozhin's plane, that does not require Russian cooperation? Yeah, I, I think we're in a different uh, um, stage now. We have uh, so many leaks within Russia, within Russian security services, within Russian Ministry of Defense, people that are actively or tacitly fighting against one another, that we're going to get the answers pretty soon, I believe. Um, we're not going to have to go through this uh, laborious looking for shreds of shrapnel and shreds of evidence and looking for postings on social media, which is what Bellingcat had to do for months and years in 2014 and 15. I think we're going to see actual um, reports and uh, and uh, witness statements and uh, and and pictures of of what happened uh, leaked to social media and to telegram channels in the next few days. Because um, if if Prigozhin did one good thing, if this um, cold-blooded criminal uh, and war criminal did one good thing. He um, he actually created some sort of pluralism of, uh, of media in Russia in in a worse, in a very perverse sense. And there's a lot of people who now have taken cue from him and are speaking up. They're not the nicest people, but they're going to leak. And I think we're going to find out what happened to this in the next couple of days.